Hey there, it's me, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, that redheaded actor from Modern Family. I have a podcast. It's combining a couple of my favorite things, talking and food. Please join me as I dine with the biggest names in entertainment, people like Julie Bowen, Kristen Bell, Fred Armisen, and so many more. It's called Dinners on Me, and you're invited. Am I saying a chocolate souffle is going to get me to reveal all of my secrets? Yeah, I am. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Can He Do That listeners, it's Allison Michaels. And this week's episode of Can He Do That is going to be a little different. What we have for you on the show is a segment from The Post's new premiere podcast, Post Reports. It's a daily news show that covers the latest going on in the world from inside our newsroom here at The Washington Post. The segment you're about to hear covers some news out of the world of politics this week. Have a listen. From the newsroom of The Washington Post. Hi, Kevin. This is Gabrielle Kelly at The Washington Post. How are you? Hey there. It's Simon from The Post. Hey, it's Dave Farron from The Post. This is Post Reports, hosted by me, Martine Powers. Hello? Hi. Where are you right now? I am uh, outside of the federal courthouse in New York. Oh, my gosh. President Trump's former attorney and personal fixer, Michael Cohen, appeared in federal court in downtown Manhattan. My colleague Matt was there. Yes, Matt Zapatosky. I'm a national security reporter at The Washington Post. Over the last several months at the same courthouse, Cohen has pleaded guilty to a number of charges. They've included tax violations and lying to a bank and lying to Congress. They've also included campaign finance violations related to hush money that Cohen paid to women claiming to have had affairs with Donald Trump. And on Wednesday, a federal judge announced his sentence. So he got three years, 36 months in prison. The judge sort of didn't buy his argument that he deserved no time because he had been such a great cooperator, but gave him less than what the sentencing guidelines had called for. I think at the high end, that would have been like 63 months, so five plus years. So he ended up with three years. And he also has to pay a lot of money, right? He does have to pay a lot of money. I mean, some of it is just paying back the taxes. The prosecutors say he didn't pay one of the charges of tax evasion. So it's like $1.3 million-ish that he'll have to pay for that. And then he got hit with like another $100,000 just in fines for his crime. So that's not money, sort of ill-gotten gains, as prosecutors would put it. That's just a fine. So two, two heavy fines, one for each case. But then there was also this remarkable moment where where Cohen kind of gives this speech about what it's been like for him working for Trump and and the aftermath of that. Tell me about that speech. That I thought was the most important moment of the hearing, aside from actually learning the penalty. Cohen is reading from this printed out piece of paper. He is getting emotional, sort of voices breaking, sniffling a lot. I didn't actually see tears in his face, though admittedly it was tough to see. And the thrust of his speech was like, I found myself in the orbit of President Trump, and it was just a disaster for my life. I sort of lived in this prison being affiliated with President Trump and being sort of blindly loyal to President Trump. And now, even though I'm being sentenced to literal prison, I feel like I'm finally free. You know, I'm sort of free from the influence of, of Donald Trump. 
Well, so we already knew that Michael Cohen had had basically turned on the president, right? That he'd cooperated with federal prosecutors and might have implicated Trump. So was this speech surprising? Look, yes, we did already know that. And it's not as if he revealed new details about what he has told Mueller's team or what he told prosecutors in New York. I think a lot of reporters were really hoping he would do that because we still have a lot of questions about what he has told. But it was still a pretty remarkable speech to hear this guy, the president's former lawyer, essentially blame the president for drawing him into a life of crime. Cohen, he he suggested that he had covered up, quote, dirty deeds while working for the president. <laughs> Is what he's referencing things that we already know about, things that have already been publicly aired or stuff that we don't know about? So I assume the dirty deeds is a reference to the hush money payments. That's one of the crimes that Cohen pleaded guilty to. The hush money payments to... To, to Stormy Daniels, to, to women who had alleged having affairs with the president, which the president denies. But Cohen was involved in paying those women money to keep quiet. So I interpreted the, you know, helping the president hide his dirty deeds as being a reference to that in particular. But look, it's possible Cohen has said more more to Mueller's team than what we know. That didn't come up at sentencing. I think we were all really hoping it would. But it's possible there are other dirty deeds we don't know. What does this all mean for President Trump and for the Mueller investigation? Michael Cohen is the president's former lawyer. He sort of lovingly talked about himself being the president's fixer. That means he knows where the bodies are buried. He knows all the dirt that there is to know. So the fact that he has cooperated and is apparently going to continue to cooperate with prosecutors is not good news for President Trump. The last couple of weeks, it seems like we've seen this very quick back-to-back of legal proceedings related to the Mueller investigation in terms of a guilty plea and sentencing filings and announcements of sentencing. What can we expect about what's going to happen next? That is a great question. And if I knew the answer to that definitively, I think the Post would probably pay me a lot more than they do. <laughs> um, it's been a very busy month. Some of that is just because of the way things have been scheduled. Various court filings were due. Various sentencings were coming up. But I think those are significant in this respect. Mueller wouldn't let people sort of proceed to sentencing like Cohen did or like Mike Flynn is about to do this month if we weren't near the end, you know, like if they had valuable stuff that he definitely needed to keep secret, or he just was thinking about using them at a trial, say, for somebody else, he would want to delay their sentencing. He's not doing that. That says to me, we must be nearing the end. I don't want to say that definitively because Mueller has really, really kept a lid on what he's up to. But I do think like all of this stuff happening now and Mueller sort of letting it happen now indicates to me we're probably trending towards whatever his endgame is. Well, Matt, listen, thank you so much for giving us all this insight. Yeah, anytime. Matt Zapatosky covers national security for The Washington Post. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Can He Do That? brought to you by Post Reports. You can subscribe to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts, or you can find more information and the latest episodes at WashingtonPost.com slash Post Reports. See you next week.
There's always more to the story. I'm Leanne Caldwell, anchor of Washington Post Live. Each week, we bring you inside conversations between the newsroom and the people we cover. From global leaders enacting change to cutting-edge artists redefining our culture. And we make you and your questions part of every conversation. Listen to Washington Post Live wherever you get your podcasts and watch on demand at WashingtonPostLive.com.